Welcome to the Tech of Business show. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky. And on this show, we are exposing the technology that runs growing and thriving businesses today. From smart and innovative to nuts and bolts, there is no tech stone unturned. Now it's time to talk tech and let's get into today's episode. This is the Tech of Business podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky, and today I have with me Amanda Brotman. Seattle-born, New York City-based Amanda Brotman is the founder and designer of Amanda Pearl, a jewelry collection known for its elegantly edgy power and unconventional, unexpected, and unusual approach to adornment. The collection is inspired by Amanda's specific Northwest roots with nods to the shaping influences that she continues to reference nature, science, music, and the visual and performing arts. New York and Seattle are both booming with tech businesses and businesses that utilize technology to streamline processes, increase visibility, and create new opportunities. I am so excited to be chatting with Amanda today. Thank you, Amanda, for joining me on the Tech of Business podcast. I am happy to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm here in Seattle and you're in New York and I fly back here somewhat regularly. Um, I try. (laughs) Yes, yes. And I just, I love your work. I guess that's the first thing I want to say is I just adore what you have created. And I, you know, sometimes I'll just go to your website and (laughs) look at the beautiful work that you've got. And I think that's kind of where I want to start is with your website and how you decided to make this very upscale, um, sophisticated looking website for Amanda Pearl. Well, I wanted something that would be somewhat gallery-like in that it's just clean and simple and easy to use that really just highlights the product so that the product can tell the story. (laughs) Many people have opinions on my website at present. You know, it's something that's constantly in flux that we're constantly working on. So it's funny that we're having this conversation because I've gotten a lot of feedback on it recently being too simple (laughs) and too, you know, not designed. But for me, that was kind of the point. Um, I wanted the content to tell the story. Yeah, no, (laughs) absolutely. No. And I think from, you know, from my perspective as someone who is not in your peer, uh, in your peer network and in the, you know, the fashion and design space, I think you've accomplished that. And, you know, I wonder what, uh, what it is about the website and maybe even if we want to go into social media and things like that, that you use to, you know, to create the brand so that people know Amanda Pearl outside of your um, direct impact? Um, you know, Instagram's obviously a big one since it's a visual platform and, and what I do the way I'm really comfortable with communicating is visually. I was an art history visual arts major in school and that's just sort of a comfortable place for me to be. Um, and how I communicate. So Instagram's kind of ideal. And it seems in this industry, in fashion, that Instagram's kind of where it's at. You know, it your your profile there really functions as your calling card, almost like your business card in a visual way, which is so important for something like design. Um, that can be kind of a one quick stop place for someone to get a snapshot of who you are and what you're about. Um, so that is something that's been really important for me to cultivate. 
Nice. Yeah, no, Instagram is beautiful when used right. And I think that that's, that's a big piece is that sometimes we forget that it's not just a social platform for people to, you know, share, uh, you know, a meme or to share what their kids are up to, but it can really be used effectively for your brand and, you know, and positioning and things like that. Uh When it comes to your products, do you have certain types of products that you position in different ways um, within Instagram? I mean, are there some that are done with models and some that are done with, you know, different, you know, I don't know. I am so far (laughs) out of the world of what you do, but I love it. And I, you know, it makes me happy. So I try to do a little bit of everything because I think everyone responds to different types of of images differently. I do, contrary to what people might recommend, I do still post just kind of the straight up product images because I think that the product on its own is really sculptural and beautiful. And I like to show that because it still speaks to the inspiration and the brand and all of that. Um, But it's also really, really important to see it on the body and how it's worn and get excited about the look of it because it's it transforms so much when it's on the body. Mm -hmm. Some people really are all about kind of celebrity testimonials, if you will. They get really excited about seeing it on someone famous. And, you know, we've been lucky to have our share of famous brand fans uh, wearing the the collection. So, you know, we show that as well because it's fun to see it in that context. Um, I don't think that's the end all be all. I think it's just great to see it on the body. And I especially love, we have a hashtag that's AP times me that we ask our customers to use to show us how they wear it. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of see it in the wild, if you will. Yeah. Those are always my favorite because I just love, love, love to see it on other people, like with their, their jewelry and kind of how they mix it up and what they do. Because the pieces change so much um, depending on how you put it on, even how you, if you switch, situate it, you know, a different way on the finger or from one finger to the next, it really changes the look of the piece. So I just love seeing what people do with it. And then we share those images as well. That's awesome. You know, one of the questions I had as you were starting to talk about how you guys actually create these pictures is I am sure and I might be wrong, that you don't just grab your phone and take a picture and hope that it's decent and that you're actually putting some work into the photography of your work. And I mean, if I'm completely wrong. No, I laugh because sometimes I literally do just grab my phone. Um, But But since this is about technology, (laughs) I'd love to kind of talk a little bit about what you do to get those pictures onto Instagram if they're not just snapped from the phone. Yeah, no, it's a, you can totally omit all of that. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's a combination of things. Certainly there are times where we really want to show a new piece a certain way, but we haven't yet been able to do a photo shoot or, you know, just don't have what we call a proper studio image. And so we'll do our best and we have our own little studio set up in the office. It's little, it's desktop, it's really DIY, but it can work because technology is such these days that, you know, it can do a decent job. Now, is it the same as something that we shoot with a photographer with a proper camera in a proper studio? No, but in a pinch, we can get the job done. You know, it's sort of crowdsourced. Uh, We have our DIY, we have things that 
customers are taking. We have things from photo shoots that other, you know, stylists have pulled for. Um, we have things from the red carpet where we're taking kind of editorial images off the internet. <laughs> um, we have, you know, it's a whole combination of things. So it's a bit of a patchwork. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I guess it kind of goes into a little bit of the strategy of using Instagram and in using the technology of you probably have, um, I'm again, I'm guessing that there might be some kind of schedule of how much you want to post and where, you know, what types of posts you want to do and getting all of that stuff together. I mean, is there uh, technology that you use to say, okay, we need to post this many of this and this many of that and make kind of slotting these images in and saying, oh, we need to do this one. We'll drop our phone to do this one. Yeah. I mean, you know, we work with our schedule of production and what's coming out and knowing, you know, what's going to be new that we want to to show everyone. Um, obviously there's a schedule, a calendar of um, holidays and and things like that, that we follow. And then trying to keep everything sort of balanced and regular at ideal times. So using digital tools to help with layout, to help with, you know, those peak times that we should be posting and pre-scheduling, you know, all the content and all of that. There's, mm -hmm. it's all digital tools. <laughs> yeah, it's a well-oiled machine sometimes. <laughs> right, right. I'm just like the little human taskmaster that's attempting to keep up with them. <laughs> oh, aren't we all? <laughs> yeah. No, I was just asked by a client to do something that was like, okay, yeah, all I'm doing is flipping a switch today. And it's a, such an important switch because we put all the other pieces in place that making that switch was a really easy thing to do. It's similar to what you're saying of, okay, well, someone actually has to make sure that it gets posted, that right. kind of idea. Right. Yeah. Although no. these days with a lot of them now, you know, Instagram can have the auto posting. So yes, don't necessarily need to even exist. <laughs> oh gosh, that's a, an existential conundrum, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, you know, Luckily they still need us to, the robots still need us to schedule things as it yes. stands. <laughs> yes. Yes. The artificial intelligence hasn't gone quite that far. Right. And they're never going to take away your artistry. Out of my cold, dead hands, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've been an artist. I mean, you mentioned, you know, where you, you know, how you got you know, into art in, uh, in college and you have your degree in it and everything else. But you've been an artist your entire life, you know, with, with all of your, your dance when you were younger and things like that. And I feel like that's part of what groomed you into jewelry as well as everything else. And I mean, even in the intro, I kind of alluded to the fact that you have this affinity towards the arts. Yes. How have you found that affinity toward the arts in juxtaposition with running a business that requires technology in order to kind of grow? <laughs> yeah. I mean, luckily I'm, my personality is positioned, is well positioned, I guess I could say, because I've always sort of been interested in technology and it hasn't been this other thing to me. Um, it's always been something that I've embraced arguably before a lot of my peers did. <laughs> I think I was a little mocked, but that's okay. Um, the nerd gets the last laugh, right? Um, oh, yes. You're so... speaking to her as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it. luckily it, it's not the case where I'm just the consummate artist that can't 
straddle the line there with technology. Luckily, I'm I'm someone that is still very interested in technology, and so it's an exciting time to be, um, you know, doing business in this way that we get to use all of these tools. I mean, it's it's pretty cool what it can do, and just to see um, how much things have grown and changed, even just in the last five ten years, it's pretty remarkable. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, we've kind of talked about the outward to the client facing side of things. Are you using technology within the business to create the pieces or to, you know, track you know, different elements of things or, you know, in the creative and the design process, or is that done by hand? I mean, I want to get into technology as inside and outside. I don't want yeah. to talk about, you know, the nice, pretty, shiny end product. Right, right. Well, you know, in the office, just to function, we use a ton of technology. We're using, you know, the Google suite of of tools, you know, Google spreadsheets and Google hosts our, our business email and all of that stuff. So using that, um, obviously a lot of Photoshop and all of that for um, the graphic design. I sort of I'm old enough that I kind of missed the boat with a lot of like the CAD Mm -hmm. training. So I'm still more of a hand sketcher, but we work with people who then translate that into the computer aid design. Right. And then, yeah, we're, you know, we're actually working with a developer. We've been kind of a test case for, the technology he is developing to build tools for businesses like mine, you know, design businesses to track raw materials and, you know, production and all of that. So that's been an interesting process as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he might be interesting to talk to, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's everywhere. It's in everything we do, you know, even when I'm doing my hand sketching, I'm still referencing things that I put together on like a private pit, pin board, for example, I still have my, you know, analog bulletin board with all my inspiration next to my desk, but I'm also <laughs> pulling digitally um, and creating pin boards online. So right. it's literally in everything that we do. <laughs> everything. I can see that. I can absolutely see that. And, it, you know, I love the fact that you brought up that you are an artist and you have to get inspiration from somewhere. And so you catalog that both on Pinterest pin boards and on, you know, a cutout of magazines and on a, you know, a cork board of some kind. Uh Like that juxtaposition, I think, is so indicative of our age. Yes, I know I'm a couple of years older than (laughs) you, but, (laughs) you know, I still think that that's a lot of what those of us who are, you know, in this, you know, mid to late 30s to mid to 40s-ish kind of age range where we have the ability to do all the stuff using technology, but we have the confidence and comfort level of still using the analog supplies. And I think that's that's a really cool kind of space to be in because the people who came before us are, you know, not quite there. And the people right. who come after us they, you know, just as you alluded to, they all learned CAD, computer assisted design. And, you know, that wasn't necessarily where you were at, you know, when you were learning that content, that stuff. Um, right. And, you know, and developing and honing in on your craft. So, right. no, I think it's it's fabulous. I actually found I had 
these notebooks that I used to keep that was literally like an analog Pinterest. So uh-huh. I had these large format spiral bound notebooks that I would, you know, tear things out of books or keep these little bits of inspiration. I would literally glue stick them into this book. So I have like these two giant spiral bound books of like proto Pinterest. Nice. It's so funny. Yeah. And I'm sure that those would do well if you were to put them up and use them in, you know, in a digital format and, you know, digitize them and make it so that you're able to access them more readily um, and, and, you know, and have them cataloged in such a way. And that's actually a really kind of neat thought that I had is that, you know, everything that we have in analog format or offline format, we can use technology to expedite the use of it in the future. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, just like I was saying, you know, if you had all the time in the world to take all of the stuff that you had created back in the day and digitize it and organize it, then when it came time for a new inspiration, you could go and find it very easily. Yes, indeed. <laughs> it's it's fun. It's fun to think about that stuff. And I use cataloging myself in my business because I do uh, a good amount of coding. Um, and I do small code. Like I do like maybe eight or 10 lines for clients and stuff like that. So I have to catalog the code that I've written for them so that I can go back and say, oh yeah, I did this and this is why I did it. So cataloging, you know, I mean, it's a lot easier to just leave it and let it stay by the wayside, but being able to bring it onto the space where you can actually uh, access it in an easier way. Yeah. <laughs> crazy, crazy. <laughs> I am just inspired by beauty at, you know, and simplicity and the fact that, that you can portray that in your online um, visuals is just it, it makes me happy to see that. And it just makes me, you know, really excited about the future of technology um, as it relates to design and artists and, you know, and all of those different people who don't necessarily think that they are in technology. Right. <laughs> so I want to wrap things up by asking if there's like one piece of technology that you would say if this fell off the face of the earth tomorrow, it would make you cry. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I don't want to be that type of person that would that is so attached to something like that. But I would say if my my Apple photo stream <laughs> fell off the face of the earth, I would cry because I've documented many things, including my children's lives. So it's not related to business, and I can answer that anew if you want something. No, no, no. I love but that. That I would actually cry over. Well, fair enough. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think that that's also something that's very indicative of our times is how interrelated our technology and our tools are between our business life and our personal life. And that could be a whole other conversation for another time. (laughs) I am sure that uh, the listeners of the podcast would love to see all of your beautiful, beautiful work. Where can we send them? AmandaPearl.com. Okay. And on your Instagram? Amanda Pearl. Very good. Yes, I think that everyone will <laughs> love to follow Amanda Pearl. And Please do. Yes, and thank you so, so much, Amanda, for coming on the Tech of Business podcast. This has been no a problem. Really fun conversation. Yes, indeed. Thanks for having me. 
Thanks for listening to the Tech of Business podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Overcast, or wherever you download your favorite shows. You can also check out the show notes and learn more about me at techofbusiness.com. I'll see you next week.